Are you ready for some fun? Oh, yeah! This service is brought to you by the Pleasure Club. If you're under 18 and do not wish to be billed, please hang up now. Who said buying a home should be uptight and boring? It's time for Patty's Playhouse, your local real estate talk show with Patty and Scott. It's house talk with a happy ending each and every time. Patty's Playhouse with Patty and Scott starts now. Working out to find what a way to make a living. Patty, getting by, it's all taking and no giving. Just use your mind and they never give you credit. It's enough to drive you crazy and you let it. Wilson and Patty's Playhouse on Real Talk 93.3 FM in Tallahassee. And later you can hear us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify. Continue on. That's it. That's all you can hear us on. (laughs) Or the Real Talk website, Real Talk 93.3 FM. So I'm a realtor and a property appraiser. And my partner Scott's in the studio one, two, three. I just made that Studio up. Studio B. <laughs> he likes B. <laughs> Scott Cowart. Goodness, the enunciation. I'm working on my Very good. tongue twisters. Very my English good. tongue twisters. Mm-hmm. So Scott Cowart's my business partner, and he's on the show. He's our witty man. He's here to give witty replies to my nonsense. <laughs> if you could only see my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> it's usually how it works. Patty. Yes, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> So this is a show, it's the fun side of real estate. We talk about Tallahassee. We're going to talk about Tallahassee politics today. We do have a guest, Michelle Raywinkle Vassalinda. Hello. Hello. She I, was... like, I like that tasty tune that you Oh, yeah. Grazing in the grass. Yeah, that yeah. is great. I have yeah. to say that now so the YouTube police will let me post my, I forgot to say, yeah, our podcast can be on YouTube. Yeah, I like If you it, tell them who is the, the okay. music's with, otherwise yeah. it gets copyright infringement. Yeah, that's great. So, yeah, Grazing in the Grass. Raisin in the grass. Yep, I love that we song. We did it. Yeah. You did it? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, I mean, you, what I meant was, <laughs> what I meant was you said it. I did say it. We're not actually.
actually grazing in the grass. No. It's the name of a song. <laughs> so there. So we're going to talk politics in Tallahassee. She's running for mayor. Indeed. Indeed. And when's the primary? The 28th is the primary, but uh, early voting will start August 18th very, very soon. So please get ready to vote. And I was always uh, involved in more national politics. Yes. So my first introduction to you, which you don't know, was a girl named Kyle worked for you. Oh, yeah. Kyle and was wonderful. Her husband was a real estate agent on the Rivers team when I was with Keller Williams. Oh, so wow. that I know she worked for you. She was great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she, she was, still is great. She's yeah, just a, she's she's a mom They're wonderful now. people. Yeah. And they oh, moved yeah. to Jacksonville. Yeah. So that was my first, like, who is Michelle Raywinkle Vaselina? Why does she have so <laughs> many names? And why are so many consonants? <laughs> So she, uh, that's where my first introduction, my second introduction was on the stage with Trump. Oh, yes, yeah. I did that. That was that was the joy of my uh, professional. Did you get to meet him? Life. No, I didn't actually get you to didn't? meet him. No. Yeah, they whisk him in and whisk him out. They whisked him in, they whisked him out, you know, but it was great and I loved it and I, uh, it was just too much fun. I bet. I it was, was fun being there because we were there for like 50 it, hours. It wasn't before. fun afterwards. No, I mean... <laughs> You know, it's that's yeah. the thing is we were talking about Scott and I were talking about doing more social media where uh, Israel, who was on last week, is going to take like raw footage of us and post it. And there's people that do blogs and video vlogs and they end up getting whitewashed by product placement and they're airbrushed and whitewashed and vanilla washed, whatever color you want it to be. Yeah. And then it kind of loses its shtick. Yeah. It loses the joy of the rawness of it. Right. So when you put yourself out there, you just kind of know, like, it's going to come back. I mean, oh, something's going to come back. <laughs> of course. And you just have to be able to be steely enough. Oh, so and I was. I was. Who, but someone it, but, who stands know. up for their, whatever their beliefs are. Yes. Your beliefs probably didn't change. No. No. Here's here's the deal. Um, I was always anti-GMO and organic food. Mm-hmm. Hillary was in bed with Monsanto. Mm-hmm. I'd rather take somebody who's in bed with uh, anybody else than Monsanto. <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, and I, you know, I, I had bills against Monsanto. I had, I, I marched against Monsanto. I did all kinds of stuff. And so it was a big deal. And so Hillary had a lot of money from Monsanto. Also, I just felt like uh, voting for the Iraq war was just not something I would have done had I been her. And I actually protested the Iraqi war. And I and I believed that that war was wrong. Uh, mm. And I believed that the evidence about um, uh, weapons in the desert, uh, right, mass, you know, mass destruction, destruction whatever was, that means, was sexed up. And there are yeah. there are many reports that have come out to say that. Absolutely. And, and, you know, there's other things to do. And God bless our troops. God bless our military for going where they where we send them. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. I am ever grateful. But it is our responsibility to send them to good people. To places. a safe, right. to a place where we can win, right? And or I, if you're going to send them in to win, you give them the tools to win. Yes, that's and, my challenge with George H. W. Bush. Yes, and then George W. Bush. Yes, and so uh, that I felt, you know, that was my first uncomfortable uh, experience with Hillary because I felt like having been at the really close to the seat of power for eight years with a, with a husband that was a president, being a senator and so on. When she was there, she was my last hope for voting against the Iraq war. And she didn't do it. And I think she voted. It let you down. Right. And I think she voted out of convenience, where I think a lot of people voted because I they thought it was the right thing I to do. I think it happens all day that well, they vote out of convenience because they're so, well, you look at the city commission, the county commission. They say, I believe one thing, but I have to vote. 
There's well, a there, that that's true and that's bad. But to send folks to war, uh, that's a whole other ballgame. And then the third thing was having um, classified documents on an on, a, on an unsecure server is either it's super illegal. incompetent. Uh, it is indeed illegal. Uh, but it's also there's something wrong there. So those three things disqualified her for me for president. Um, where I thought Trump worked uh, out well is he looked like he was working on the uh, national security, which I think is the first order of business of the national uh, federal government and also the economy. And I think those are two things that we cannot do for ourselves, just as Lincoln said. And I'm going to kind of botch this um, this quote from Abraham Lincoln. But he said the people should be doing everything they can for themselves. And, and when those things that they cannot do for themselves and they have to do together with government that's where we should step in and that's national security and that's uh, that's the macro economy right and that's where trump steps in and has done a really i think a very good job amazing to me in a year and a half yeah amazing and and he's got a checklist he's got a checklist that you know he and i've never seen a politician do quite that Mm. where he's going boom 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 to his promises so yes he's made some missteps yes he's not the easiest person he's not a politician to like yeah but he is right up there he's right up front he is um unvarnished uh and sometimes when you have a varnished person you wonder if they're um telling you the honest truth and if they're being authentic and in the real estate market you want to try to control it. We have the Federal Reserve, which isn't really part of the government, but is part of the government. They try to control the money, how the money comes in, the fr- the free flow of money. And yet we still don't really have that. And we never will because there's too many homes and too much debt on the line. However, Trump is doing the best he can with the system that we have currently to keep interest rates low, keep homes available and affordable, but you're still going to have local. And I told a girl today, I went to a luncheon at Table 23 for uh, the Republican Party, and I'd never really gone to those things until the show. But I told her, all politics is local. I mean, you can sit and rail on Trump and run your car into someone's bumper because he's (laughs) Trump on it. You can do all that. It's not going to affect the outcome except your jail and your bail. Right. That's right. This local... Is where it's important. Right. And we've got to make sure. But but the principles remain the same. Principles are the same. The responsibility of government is to keep us safe because we don't want vigilantes out there uh, keeping our neighbors, uh, neighborhood safe. So we've got to have good policing, good law enforcement and good ways to keep us safe. Um, from what I understand, we are down a number of officers. In other words, we have lots of positions with open. Yeah, with the TPD. We've got 30 to 40 positions open and 30... 30 positions uh, of folks uh, that are ready to retire there and drop. So we are looking to hire a, a good number of law enforcement officers, and they need to be the best and the brightest and the most well-trained. And physically I, able. And physically able. And we also are competing nationally when there is a national uh, shortage of good, willing officers When I went to Vegas last year, yeah. I went for my 50th birthday, there were people... Like Cincinnati, I'll just run off that we're recruiting that have billboards up saying yep. come to our town yep. because we're looking for law enforcement. And that is that is job one. That is job one, especially in a town where we are now known for having the highest crime rate in the state. So job one of government is to keep us safe. 
that should be the primary responsibility of the city and the other local government officials is to is to look at how we can keep people safe because you can't invite new students in new elders in with choose tallahassee new businesses in if we you know are not taking that responsibility seriously then we've got the leon county tallahassee consolidated dispatch center which we're going to talk about uh, the yeah. next segment all right all let's segment. go yeah well because you want you don't want vigilantes which okay you don't want, <laughs> don't even want to think about it but frankly. you want to call 911 and it takes 15 minutes for a police officer to get to you what do you do in the meantime right and and those, so i yeah. mean there's personal safety this is patty wilson and patty's playhouse and we're real estate agents and we're talking to michelle ray winkle vasalinda my number is 850-656-0009 and we're going to talk a little bit more but on the other side of the break we are going to talk about the consolidation and i'm a nurse i'm a licensed nurse and i have a lot of opinion god bless about the safety too. so on the other side of the break we'll talk about that in Patty's Playhouse. We're on Real Talk 93.3 FM and Michelle Ray Winkle Vasalinda. He was kind enough. We'll We'll have to add Lincoln to the end of that. (laughs) Can you say that? Lincoln? To the end of her name. Oh, yeah. Michelle Ray Winkle Vasalinda Lincoln. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) That might get you. Continue on. This is Patty Wilson anyway. We're a real estate radio show, but we are pretty eclectic. And we invited Michelle in. She's been familiar with Real Talk. She's had a regular segment on until she decided to run for mayor, praise the Lord. And I'm biased. It's my show, so I get to say what you I want. You get to be whatever you want to be. I do. I do. And, and this is fun. And that's got Cowart. The music my, is fun, yeah. And the music's fun. So we really try, and I, I say really try all the time, but I intend to not repeat the music. That was Yaz, no? That was Yaz. Thank you very much. Yeah, Yazoo. And I intend to not repeat the music just for fun. It's just, I have to gamify everything to just get through the day. (laughs) Amen to that. And our music is on Spotify as Playhouse. Which is really good, by the way. It's adorable. So I've been really obsessed with Gavin and Stacey, which is a, James Corden was on it. It was 2007, 2008, 2009. And it's based in Wales, Barry Island. And Michelle was telling us we were doing uh, show prep that she went to Wales. <laughs> yes, I so did. I was just fascinated. With my husband. It was it's wonderful. Just, and your oh, kids. And my kids, actually. I bet it was they beautiful. were there. Yes, they were there. So I love James Corden. Yeah. I love Gavin and Stacey. And I really love Tom Jones. Yeah. So oh, my- yeah. My mom. Oh, my gosh. We used to listen to Tom Jones all the time when, when I was a young girl. Yeah. Yeah, because he had a show, remember? Right? Tom Jones. <laughs> And I liked him in Engelbert Humperdinck. <laughs> Our next door neighbor, she's passed away. Her name is Katie, but she was a Humperdinkalette. Like she loved her some. God, God rest her soul. I know. I'm Bren. <laughs> <laughs> Bren from Gavin and Stacey. Yes. So I'm obsessed with Gavin and Stacey. If you like quick wit. Yeah. And it's kind of a Jerry Seinfeld ensemble. Yeah. Or like, uh, what was the other one? The gays. The gays love. Will and Grace. Uh, oh. Okay. Very wet yeah. Will and Grace. <laughs> the g- Gaze. The gaze. Come on, Scott. The gays. <laughs> I'm trying to get with you. I mean, I, know, I recently as as switched I to the gaze, it's like, <laughs> I, I want to 
be on the show more often. This is too much fun. Ba- back, that's back in the days. I was still I eating know. Pop-Tarts. I know. Yeah, but Will and Grace. Yeah. So it doesn't have that kind of quad ensemble, but yes. it's the English version. English we, we have the American the version yeah. in our in our office. We have you Scott do. and Patty. It is hilarious. It is hilarious. So we have Michelle come to on to in. talk about local politics and talk about a platform. And you know, I'm not inviting anyone else. Not that they would come. I've had Joe West on, um, but I, you know, it's my guest, so I get to pick. And I'm not a reporter. I don't have I don't have any ethics that I got to follow. But I believe you what Michelle was taken. Yeah. What we talked about is her core did not change. No, it doesn't matter if you have the ass or the elephant. Her core <laughs> did not change. No, no. And that's what I admire about somebody who's like well, Scott saying I'm gay or Patty saying I love selling real estate instead of being a nurse. Whatever those changes are in your life, or I'm divorcing him because he's not helping me anymore. He's not helping me meet my goals and feed my. Whatever that is, you did not change. No, honesty, uh, being genuine and authentic is what my mom told me to do. Mm-hmm. And so I listened to The her. rest is a label. <laughs> no, it's true. And I being mean, transparent. It's a label. I yeah. think being transparent is important. Yes. And yeah. I think you need to tell that story to more people, whether they stay Democrat or Republican or independent. I mean, I identify as a libertarian, but I vote as a Republican because I can't vote in the primary. Otherwise. Well, let's get to that, though. Uh, sometimes if you lead with that information, mm-hmm. uh, people start to shake uh, and they get very, very almost uh, apoplectic. What do you mean? Um, if you know, so this whole idea of um, the Trump situation, which mm-hmm. we, we, oh, if we I lead from, with right. Trump. Oh, my God. I mean, people actually I have actually seen people in front of me start to shake because they are so upset and angry. Um, it's almost if you do not like the president, it becomes a very visceral reaction. There, some people have just a visceral reaction to him, I guess. I don't know. Uh, or they feel threatened by what he's doing or whatever. But I, I think people need to take a step back and actually take a look at what's going. There was a Rasmussen poll that came out today. And apparently last year at this time, uh, 19% of African-Americans, mm-hmm. he had a 19% approval rating among African-Americans. It's now at 36%. That's a big, that's a big jump it's in a year. It's more than any Republican right. president ever in the history of any polling. So and that's, that's lovely. Beyond, I mean, you know, it's lovely and it's, that is also visceral. Yeah. Yes. People aren't, are going towards Trump, not because of the label. They're going towards Trump because of the core belief. That they want to be treated equally or they do or they want a job or they want their taxes to be lower. or They want to be able to feed their family and meet their goals. And I, I think that's true. But I also think that it's almost deeper than that. Mm-hmm. I think some of us are coalescing, are coalescing uh, because we understand that we want a nation. And that the best oh, united, a, a, yes. a united nation under and I'm looking at, you know, the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution here. Those are documents that I were taught to revere. I was taught to, that this is my home. And tell your lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I so, became a lawyer because I, you know, and, you know, I, I've had colleagues say well, that's kind of corny, but I fell in love with the Constitution. I fell in love with the Declaration of Independence. I fell in love with the founders of the country. And I say founders because some of them uh, were women behind the mm-hmm. scenes or some of them not so much behind the scenes. But anyway, but I, uh, I fell in love with that stuff. And I would give my life for this country at this age now, right now. And so I think that's important. And one of the other things is I'm, I'm not a globalist. This country has to be preserved because it is the great 
hope of mankind. Somewhere along the line, God kissed all the founders of this country and said, you want to know what? You are going to have a blessed place on this earth. You're going to screw up just like every other human entity in the and and creative entity in the world but you are going to have a chance to make sure that you live in my image of freedom and the ability to choose and make your destiny as to and to and to pursue happiness in your own way rise and fall on your own merits and to and protect israel and and, and, <laughs> and, and to I, protect israel i really do believe that's part of it because israel you know the yeah, whole god jesus right, thing i it. think a lot of that is that if you don't protect israel you fall well, that, and I, I, that has not been a piece of my plank, but I, I do believe in protecting Israel. But I, I really think that that's what it's about. And to, to dilute what we're doing here and to make it seem like somehow because we made mistakes earlier in our history, which everybody does, mm-hmm. um, or that we're not perfect now, that that means you have to abandon the the the, the Constitution. That's ridiculous. There was an op-ed that was reported in uh, one of the newspapers here. Shall I mention the name? Yeah, go ahead. Tallahassee okay. Democrat. Um, that was by somebody who said we should do away with the presidency. No, that's their new mode. I mean, like they want a queen or king. I, oh yeah, a with, queen. A, with a council government. I mean, <laughs> Scott's I mean laughing. wait a second. There's I too mean, much to go on there. I mean, <laughs> It's like crazy. I mean, it's crazy. And so this But is, if you take an illiterate sect of society y- yeah. and you twist the words, yeah. that's what you get. Yep. And you'll get a few people that will listen. Yes. And it's and it's not it's not it's not what I was brought up to think about. And I think this country deserves saving and we need to come together and be quit being broken up and divided into tribes because that's what's happening. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's very dangerous oh. uh, for the world. And I think it's dangerous for us as a people. And I think that's what's going to go. I don't to start think they're looking at the end game on that. I no. think they're looking at now and not what happens 20 years from now. I don't think they're looking at the end game. Right. And because I, it's going to be chaos and license. Yes, I absolutely agree with that. And so um, the rule of law, our Constitution is sacred. It is absolutely sacred to me. And so that's why uh, I am where I am. And that's what I've always believed. And that's who I am. And that's why I decided to serve and do something instead of doing something different. That's why I've come out of sort of <laughs> my home to uh, and where I was having, you know, fun and quiet time, and quiet time and reading and doing <laughs> the fun things that I like to do and being with family to offer myself a, to run for mayor. I mean, this is not easy. This is not. No, I mean, I, I can't find, even imagine. I find it fun. I mean, like soldiers find blowing stuff up fun. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but it's not. My kids are in the army. I know there, but it's not. But it's but also it's, it's deadly serious game. I mean, there's there's nothing uh, unserious about it when you really get down to the core of it. So I'm out there. If people want to vote for me, fine and dandy. If they do not, fine and dandy too. I'm here. I want to serve. I want to help this city reach its full potential. I want to help people be safe. I want to help my children. Which we were supposed proud. to talk about the city. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but I talking. wanted you to be able to explain your court because no. I, I did bring that up and it is important because from that all things flow. Yes. So yes. If, if you believe security first, then all things flow, which we'll talk about on the other side of this break about the ambulances yes. and the practicality of what they've done by consolidating without a plan. Yeah. So this is Patty Wilson, Patty's Playhouse. And my number is 850-656-0009. Comments are always welcome, but be nice because I'll just hang up on you. <laughs> well, not, I'm not putting up with it. It's not the verbal Facebook. <laughs> yeah, I don't do Facebook yelling. 
I can't tell where the journey will end, but I know where to start. They tell me I'm too young to understand. They say I'm caught up in a dream. Well, life will pass me by if I don't open up my eyes. So that's fine by me. So wake me up when it's all over. Hey, welcome back. This is Patty Wilson and Patty's Playhouse, and that was Boogie Oogie Oogie. <laughs> boogie Woogie Oogie. You're like, anyway, we're skating boogie again. Woogie. I know, but I have to say who's singing. Like, I'm freaking Wolfman Jack. Which most of you don't even know who it is. I do. You a great voice. Because they'll they'll ding me on YouTube. And then the last one was Wake Me Up by... Am I going to... Is it Avicii? Am I saying it right? Avicii? Wake Me Up? Yes. Is Avicii? Yes. So we have Michelle Ray Winkle Vaselinda in, in the house in Studio B. Studio B. <laughs> Patty's Playhouse. We're real estate agents, Scott and I. And I have a website, iHeartTally.co or Purple Door Team. It's goes back to the same site thank god for GoDaddy. and we were talking about the upcoming primary which is august 28th right please and vote. the election please vote i mean do not complain if you don't vote you but i will vote. tell you this 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 season has been the the most um engaged season ever i mean it's like been drinking out of a fire hose i've been in five races i was gonna ask you how many elections have I, you won i've won five elections I've been in five uh, elections. Uh, then those were five races. Five races. Those were primaries and uh, generals. Because sometimes I had a primary and not a general. Sometimes I had a general and not a primary. But I won every election that I was in, wow. so, which is great. I mean, God bless. Thank you very much. Dude, I uh, cannot even imagine. That. I have so many skeletons. <laughs> I cannot imagine putting myself out. It's just like that chick in uh, oh. was it Fort oh, Myers God. or something? Because yeah, she identified University as a of Miami as a bachelor. Oh. Well, it's Miami of Ohio. Oh, that's yeah. Right. So she identified as a graduate. <laughs> Boy, she wasn't. Young people can kind of get themselves. Dude, in but I think she lied to everybody. I do too. Yeah. I think she lied, and I saw she just it, carried that. I was that like, away. "Do you think her mother sitting next to her knew that that, that she was didn't graduate?" I know it's a shame. I'm guessing not. Ooh. And she did step out. But can you imagine, like your whole world? It's not like running when JFK ran. No, that's running sad. now is like you got right? everything. But so I've been vetted over five elections. Yeah, and my, and my first election <laughs> was really uh, tough. I got a a pile of um the, my opponent. <laughs> Asked for my records uh, at Tallahassee Community College, and and some and I then I asked for my records at Tallahassee Community. I went page to page. Did to you page. ask for his? And no, because I, I didn't, didn't care. care. <laughs> I mean, you know, so um, I find that yeah, but I believe but, it. Well, because what I do is I I tell people what I've done, tell people what I'm going to do, and tell people about myself. And then you know, if something comes up about what somebody's done, their record, and so on, I will go there so, and talk about so it. But Scott I'm not going to go blow somebody out when of the water. When somebody feels desperate in a sale, one way or the other, either seller or the buyer, they get to that desperate phase, they start hyper focusing. Yeah. Correct. So that's our, we know that stage in the sales process when people start hyper-focusing about the paint or the bubble in the wallpaper or whatever. They're hyper-focusing because they're scared and they don't know the outcome. Anxiety ensues. So that, as soon as you said that, that's what I relate to real estate is that guy got nervous and he had to hyper-focus and you couldn't care. 
Well, right. But also, when you have campaign consultants, very often they'll try to run you, and that is something that somebody makes money on. So it what do you mean? So, so there was a whole other consultant group that went out there and asked for the records, and mm-hmm. then they were getting paid to go through them. Oh, well, there's So that. there's a chunk of change that's going to a consultant to do How that. How much does it cost to run for mayor? Um, I, <laughs> for me, not much. I mean, I, you know, uh, I'm running, I think I've got about $12,000 that I've spent and collected. Um, and we, in the past, we never raised four hundred fifty thousand dollars to run for a state house seat or two fifty or whatever. I think six the, figures. Yeah, no. Well, we got to six figures, like one twenty, one forty. We did get to two fifty at, at the first race, but Peter Bowyer had a million dollars hard and soft money. Mm-hmm. So we, you know, and some of our money came in late. We couldn't spend it. It's all inside baseball. But the point is that we only, um, my husband and I run our races. I do not pay for outside consultants because I don't want to get run. I don't want to get too um, packaged ever. I understand uh, what that's you're just saying. me. And so uh, we don't. I only ha- know that from inviting people on. Yeah. And one girl came on, Christine Thurman. I invited a opponent of hers, and she's like, "I have to check with my race," which means no. Right. It meant no. Right. And so you know, I'm I'm who I am, and sometimes you know, uh, it is what I what it is, and I don't do what everybody would think I ought to do to win. and But that's not the point, is it? Um, okay, the so point the is big just, thing yeah. is, can we talk about consolidation? Yes, sorry. Yes, you so, want to do that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a nurse. Yes. I am not licensed in Florida any longer, okay. full disclosure, because yeah. they require CEUs. Yes, my mom. And there's no reason to, because I don't practice as a nurse. So I kept my Pennsylvania license. Yeah. So technically I've been licensed in Pennsylvania for 26 years and have not practiced nursing since 2003. But I'm a safety girl first, and I was in the military. I am this not. Is a, like my mom, she's been a nurse for six. I did not sixty serve. years. I purposely <laughs> gained weight when I. Well, I didn't purpose. I didn't purposely lose the weight so that I would have to go to war when I had my kids. Okay. So I had three little ones, and my kids are in the army. I have two kids, and my daughter still serves, and then my son-in-law. So I have three kids in in Afghanistan. Wow. So God I'm a safety you. person, yeah. and I just. That's how I think. I don't know anything different. Me too. So when you have a town and you have a county and you have the city and it's not the same, we're separate here. If you're listening elsewhere, I get very upset by the politics of it. When people are dying because 911, God bless their heart, that is the first responder. Yes. 911 in their heart sends somebody, an ambulance to a place and it's not right. Right. People die. And then that 911 operator is hung out to dry. Right. And and it really gets to leadership. You know, we have it is a, all leadership. We have an interim. It's so, so these people are doing the best they can and talk about being underpaid. I think they make $14.90 an hour. I mean, that's a pretty high stress job for that kind of uh, pay. But but uh, we need to get the best and brightest there, too. Uh, people who are of good heart and are well trained. But we also to me, it's need... like an air traffic controller. Oh, yeah. we It is, because that is, whether you have a pulse attack, a heart attack, a car crash, or a child's choking on a piece of uh, hot dog, when you, the first thing you're going to do is call 911. That is the first thing. And so if that's not right, then the rest of it can, as you were just saying. It falls apart. It falls apart. And, and that's got to be job one. We have a Leon County, Tallahassee, Consolidated Dispatch Center. This is Patty Wilson and Patty's Playhouse, 850-656-0009 on Real Talk 93.3. We have Michelle Ray Winkle-Vasalinda, and we're talking consolidation. So it's consolidation of 
are emergency services in layman's terms, right? Yes, and what it's I read... police and ambulance and firefighters. And, okay. Right, and what... Well, it is the consolid... It's the dispatch center, and what I... What the, is the focus of this conversation, and we need the national quality leadership there, and we still have an interim leader. Why do we have an interim leader? Because I don't think that the local government folks have paid attention. I don't think they Because one put, guy retired. I don't... Right. And he I retired. Don't, he retired in... Um, November or whatever uh, of last year. And I think it's not been made first priority when that is the first priority of government is to keep people safe. That 911 center is the first priority. We've had different kinds of problems there, including technological problems. We have a terrorist attack in Leon County. Can you even imagine? Right. And the disaster what, that would ensue. And that's what government needs to be ready for. It doesn't need to be doing a lot of these other fluffy things, God bless. But you've got to get the fundamentals right first. You've got to get the electric grid secure. We can't be going down in a in a category, less than a category one storm for six, seven, eight, nine, ten. <laughs> it's not funny category no. one. we lived it. We uh, right. had a tropical storm. I lost my pool. We like, we my no neighbor problem. went outside and breathed yesterday and out. <laughs> <laughs> Done. <laughs> There's but, Scott. That's Scott. But, but that is, but that is, I that know. is our job. Look that, at freaking I mean, Capital Circle last night. I was like, why people stop driving through water? Stop it. And we can have a vision for this city, and this city's got everything it needs to grow and be a robust economic engine. We've got the engineering school. We've got we've got the electric um, the ship. magnet lab. We've got the magnet lab. GM. We've got the electric um, general ship. dynamics is here. <laughs> Wait, hold on. We've got the Electric Ship Research and Development Consortium. Oh, that's what it's called. And we've got the power group at the engineering school. We've got a whole bunch of things to start building. And I don't know why this, we've had these things for a long time. I don't know why we've not built a robust um, economy. And Why do we have a crappy grid? One thing we've got, I'm going to tell you one more thing we've got. We've got the best educated and well-trained workforce in the state of Florida. It rivals places around the country. There is no reason we can't get wages competitive here um, and to compete with state government, which then state government would have to raise their wages, and that's wonderful, but there is no reason we cannot have a robust economy in this town, and it should have been happening years ago. And so so the Consolidated Dispatch Center, the crime rate, and then economic diversity... And then resiliency of the grid. And uh, why is our grid like this? On the uh, other side of the break, can you please tell me, Miss Energy? Please <laughs> fix the grid. Please. I mean, I, I'll, I'll talk about that. Yes. It's just, I know you have a long history in I energy do. when yes. you served with the state. Was, I was on the energy committee for seven years. Which I think is a huge years. bonus to have you as mayor. Thank you. I really do. I this is Patty Wilson, Patty's Playhouse. On the other side of the break, we're going to still rant. <laughs> with, with a sense of humor. Well, yeah, right? <laughs> Down around the corner, half a mile from here. See them both rerun and watch them disappear. That was. Where would you be now? I've seen this story. I read it over once or twice I said that you say A little bit of bad advice I've been 
in trouble Happened to me all my life I lie and you lie And who will get the sharpest knife Welcome back, it's Patty Wilson in Patty's Playhouse I'm talking over Barry Gibb <laughs> Or Jimmy Fallon, we're not sure No, that's Barry Gibb Oh good. yeah, when he played it, that yes, was so funny you. in SNL but um bum I know, but that's very good. Who will turn 73 September 1st? Because I love very good. And I have to say, happy birthday, Scott. Well, it's coming. We are now, well, the show airs. Who's You'll not be, turning it's your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> it will be on my birthday, actually. I know, right? Yes. Happy birthday. Thank you. You'll enjoy 51. Will I? <laughs> he doesn't look 51. Doesn't he? he Israel, who we had on last week, he was like, there's no way. I'm like, really? There is a way. He says he looks 35. I will take it. Yeah. I will take it. Wait till yeah. I get my fraxel. Then it's really going to be young. Can we videotape it? Yeah. All right, cool. As long as we can videotape it. We have Michelle Raywinkle Vasilinda on the show. We were talking about consolidation. She's running for the mayor. And we were talking the about the 911 911 consolidated dispatch center. It's one of the first consolidated pieces that we've done. And so that dispatch center is sending out... Um, uh, law enforcement, both um, sheriff and TPD, and sending out our fire and so on. And so we need to get that ambulance. Of, yeah, we need to get that consolidated. They build a whole new building, right? And it's a beautiful, wonderful. It's a building. beautiful it's great. building off of uh, wherever. But we've got to get that that right first, uh, because not only is it the first piece of real consolidation we've done, a functional consolidation that's big but and important, but it's also just big and important and a first priority item for government in and of itself. So we really need to get that right. And that has been wrong uh, and not doing as well uh, to keep us safe. And so we don't want to have another Kyle Pluff situation happen here or any of the other situations that have actually happened Where people here. have passed away. Where people have passed away. Um, and uh, there's been mistakes made. And once again, I, I don't blame that on the, the dispatchers. No, but I blame five it on or leadership. ten minutes, it's not the dispatchers. Right. And they're the ones that have been hung out to dry. And as a nurse, that's what happens. And in the legislature, we did work on bills uh, to help con- uh, dispatchers, 911 dispatchers. With liability? The, well, uh, to training and making sure they had what they needed and making sure that they were a first priority item. And in 2010, 11, 12, we changed that statute. And I can't remember, I think it's 495, but don't quote me on that. But um, we, we worked on that statute and it was good for them and good for um, the profession, the the career choice of, uh, which is a calling of being a 911 dispatcher. So for people who aren't living in Tallahassee and Leon County, Many other cities have consolidated Jacksonville with Duval, Louisville with Jefferson County, Nashville with, I think it's Willison, Wilson County. They've, they've consolidated. They're much larger. There's a lot more funds. There's a lot more of everything. So it would have been harder yet. And I know that the commissions have been up to Nashville to review it. We are never going to be in Nashville. We're never going to be in Austin. We have to deal with the problems we have with our road systems because it's a circle without an without an outer loop. So, and, and I don't necessarily agree with you that we're not going to be in Nashville I, I, or in Austin. It's really I, hard not to be that without a freeway system to support a growth and they don't want sprawl. I, I Yes, I get that. But I also understand that we've got a lot of pieces and parts that could do that as long yes. as we're keeping neighborhoods Correct. You know, um, uh, uh, the, in their character. But and if keeping the our- main section, just the roadways, is shaped like a, a wheel and a spoke, <laughs> how do you get people through? And that's where we were talking before the break. There's a lot of one way in, one way out neighborhoods that I don't 
and I don't know because I don't know if emergency management has looked at that. If there is a big situation here, whether it's flooding, sinkholes, earthquake, you know, we don't know. Right. If fire, forest fire could happen, how do you get people out? Right. I I get that. And I think people need to start thinking about that when they're choosing to move out. Which is what I talk to my customers about. Absolutely. But how does the how does the emergency so the grid falls, right? We have an inch of rain. Right. We Nobody keep... gets power. How do, what do they do? Like, well, well that's one why thing. Why is this not an emergency for everyone? Well, it's not only that it's not, it should be an emergency for the people that we have care of within the authority of the city government, uh, and even people out in the county who are not part of the city, but who still have city utilities. But guess what? We're the capital city of the third largest state in the union. And when the grid goes down, guess what else goes down? State agency buildings Mm -hmm. that have a responsibility to take care of the rest of the state. You can't get, and I was in the meetings with the governor and the mayor, and there wasn't a line of communication that had been built and a rapport that had been built prior to the disaster. And there was lots of tension there. That conversation, did you say that it seemed like the mayor and the governor had never spoken? That's what it seemed like. like, I can't attest to that, but it it was. There was obviously no rapport. There was no rapport. And part of it is you got to put put people over politics there. They have their two different political parties. I'm I, you know, I, uh, I I have always done that and always will do that. And I'm not laying the blame uh, on <laughs> the governor. Um, but anyway, but <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if but, you but, deny help from the governor because of his party. You're denying your people help. It, it it was just a very bizarre situation. And I don't think the realization that we have the state, the seat of government in our hands here, that's our responsibility. And it's a state that is pivotal for national security. We have lots of Correct. Uh, military installations around the state. Correct. So when the state government goes down, there is, you know, th- those military installations are ready to go and do their thing. But it is a piece of the puzzle of running a state that is not in, you know, uh, uh, fully functioning and we've got it so in my book we've got to have the most resilient grid we've got to have the uh the, the things that go up and stay up to take care of this state and did so, you know that yeah. texas has its own grid separate from everybody I do. else i absolutely do i have been to texas to be on a panel because part of my um, work in the legislature was cybersecurity and grid security. Mm-hmm. It was a big, big deal for me. So I was asked to be on a panel actually in Texas um, and talked about that. I've also their been... energy's the cheapest because it's open, basically an open market, right? And they have their own grid. And and I was part of a, a council, the Electric Infrastructure Security Council, and we met in Parliament in 2016. We met in Washington in 2017. We met uh, in. Um, Washington in 2015, I guess. So it, it goes back and forth. But the point is, and I've met with Israelis, I've met with um, people all across the world who are interested in electric infrastructure and security, because when you have cyber problems, guess where the new warfare is going to be? Exactly. And so we have got to be ready for that. And all this other kind of fluffy stuff That's great, and I think we have a wonderfully engaged citizenry that is ready to go with nonprofits, churches, uh, the wonderful universities we have, and colleges, and all just the people of of conscience that we have here in this town. And I think that all can be leveraged with leadership. 
uh, from the mayor's office and from elsewhere. But I think it starts with the fundamentals of keeping people safe, making sure the police department is is up and running and fully functioning and ready to go and has good morale, and that the the 911 dispatch center is ready to go, has great national quality leadership and ready to go, and that our, our electric grid is ready to handle what is important in the capital city of the third largest state in the union. Those things are important. And I and that is where I think government comes in for its its prime responsibility. Agreed. As a libertarian. Yes. That is the prime responsibility Why? of government. I, whether, it you're is a liber- not, whether you're a libertarian I mean, or is, a but I liberal. Think people I mean, I, people take it as well, how should I say it? The government because for the last seventy years since Franklin Delano in the New Deal, the government is to feed you. And I used to work with a realtor. We only have a couple more minutes. And he said, Patty, you got to feed the golden goose, which was the government in taxes. I said, I'm the goose. <laughs> I'm the goose. I'm the creator. Government cannot create. No, no. And, and that's the mentality of of the non. There's it's a no, very I can't even say whatever label yeah. it is because it's not even Democrat anymore. Whatever that if you feel that the government is the golden goose, you are always going to be waiting for government to fix your problems. And you guess what? And I have. Resi- they can't. No, I have resiliency front and center on my website and I have it for a reason because not only do we need to make sure that the grid is resilient but we need to make sure our children and everyone in this town is resilient that word is being made fun of in in mm-hmm. certain circles because it's it talks about grit and so on and some people are saying well you know uh, everybody's got grit but you know no not everybody, not, not everybody does, does. No, no no they don't exactly and so you we've got to be ready for adversity whether you're a, a, a human being or a city, and ready to get to repair and to, and, I know what and I was to get say. ready to stand up and People and fault function. limited government thinking that you're starving everyone. That's what I was trying to say by libertarian. So they'll say, Patty, you're libertarian, you're, you're starving the people. No, I am talking about three things. Security, security, security. <laughs> whether it's roads, whether it's educating, whether it's the phone system, that is what the government is here for. That's it. Well, once again, protection, yeah. protection, protection. That's it. And and making sure there's a, a, a good infrastructure. That's what. Uh, yeah. That's so that safety. people then can do what they need to do. You so will not have safety, safety yeah. if you don't have roadways. You right. will not have safety if you don't have an electrical grid. There will be license. There will be looting. There will be terrorists. It will be an it will make 9-11 look like campfire. So the rule of law, which is what we stand for in this country, what exactly. our constitution is about. I mean, that's yeah. where. It's that's limited government to me, but it focused. Yes. And I think limited government has a bad connotation, but I think it's focused. Right. And then you could be that's to where you and I your, so agree. You get to pursue your happiness and and, and buy houses. Yes. And also <laughs> yeah, buy we sell houses. Them. And, and and frankly, government can lead and leverage and show the way a little bit and put and and how I see this role as being as a mayor is connecting dots and connecting people together so that but not spending a lot of taxpayer money to do that just to say hey we might need this we might need that who's out there that can 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 do these kinds of things we went over sorry <laughs> cut out some of the this other is stuff he will <laughs> now he's got all this space this is Patty Wilson at Patty's Playhouse Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed, Michelle. Thank you for being on 850-656-0009.